Welcome to the Coach's Blog, powered by Drew Dillman Coaching. I am Drew Dillman, and this is the Purple Lightning Powered Blog Podcast, whatever this is. It's a blog cast, but the purpose of this blog cast or podcast, call it whatever you want, is to share my knowledge and experience of racing and training topics with the athletes I coach, but I'm also making these available for anybody to listen to. Um, I want everybody to get faster at riding bikes and to have more fun riding bikes. And so I've gained a lot of knowledge and experience just through many years of racing, um, racing in Europe on numerous occasions for cyclocross with the U.S. national team. And so Having gained a lot of experience, um, I want to share some of that knowledge with the athletes that I coach because I want them to get faster. It's my goal as a coach to push them to their limits, encourage them every pedal stroke of the way, and and be the guy in their corner through it all. And this blog is one of the avenues that I believe I I can accomplish that goal. In the last coach's blog, we talked about my personal coaching or training mentality and it all centers around that phrase that we all know that goes something like this no pain no gain and so yeah i talked about my theory behind this pain tolerance mentality and the science some of the scripture and some of the results of this pain tolerance theory that we can observe in the cycling world basically what i'm saying in that blog is that the people who can push themselves the deepest and who can put themselves in the pain cave the most during training are going to have the most success during racing. And so basically that is my pain tolerance mentality. Those who can suffer and endure the most amount of pain are going to be the ones who are the most successful in this sport of cycling. In the past week or so, I've spent some time kind of updating all my workouts and some of the structure within training peaks. So that's caused a couple little things to change. And so in this blog, I'm going to talk about some of those changes and why I think things are going to be better as we move forward. The primary change that has been made within Training Peaks in the past week has been your power zones. And so I went through and made sure each athlete was set up on the CTS method under their power zones settings. A lot of you all probably were on the CTS method. CTS method stands for the Carmichael Training Systems method. And there are a couple reasons why I prefer the CTS method versus the other methods. Uh, But first off, let's list out these these power zones. And so you've got your recovery zone is going to be in the 30 to 50% of your threshold. And then your endurance is going to be in the 50 to 87% of your threshold. You've got tempo, which is going to be in the 87 to 95% of your threshold. Steady state is 95 to 100% of your threshold. Climbing repeat is 105 to 111 of your threshold. And your power interval is 111% or higher of your threshold. And here are the few reasons why I've went with the CTS method. First of all, it's less intimidating. The names aren't so scary. Uh, you don't, you know, there's not like a threshold zone or a VO2 max zone. I like that the names are simple 
in kind of everyday language. You know, like steady state and climbing repeat aren't as scary as threshold and VO2, personally. Another thing is that there are less zones in this in this method. So there's only <clears throat> there's only six total zones, but if you take out recovery, because recovery is just spinning easy, then there's really only five zones that we have to focus on. And the reason that that is, is mainly because of the power interval zone. Your power interval zone is 111% or higher of your threshold, but really a power interval is the maximal power that you can sustain for a given amount of time. So basically what that means is it's gonna change depending on the amount of time that I'm telling you to do a power interval. So if it's a 30 second power interval, well by golly, it better be a super high number. But if it's a two minute power interval, you're probably not gonna be able to hold as high of a number for two minutes as that 30 second interval, if that makes sense. And so basically it's gonna change depending on the length of time that is prescribed. And then another reason for this, uh, that I prefer the CTS method is because of the over under workouts that are pretty common within my coaching program. These are basically a workout that mixes both your steady state zone and your climbing repeat zone. And because your steady state zone ends right at 100% of your threshold, and then climbing repeat is just a little over your threshold at 105, that makes for a perfect over under workout because then you can switch between your steady state and your climbing repeat zones, and you've got this perfect jump from going under your threshold to over your threshold which is where we get the name over under. As a consequence of spending all this time looking at CTS zones and all of your power zones, another thing that I really had to think about was making sure that all of your thresholds were up to date. And so while updating some things in Training Peaks, I also created an FTP chart, I guess you could call it, um, that will take it will track your current and your previous FTP test results. And so these are those eight minute power tests that I have you do usually after a rest week. Uh, so I'm gonna keep track of those to make sure that you're progressing the way that we want to. So this reassures not only me as your coach, but you as the athlete that yes, the coaching and the training is paying off, you are getting faster. And then uh, another thing, this will help us to do is to set good goals. Um, if, you're, if your FTP last cross season was 290 and we know that you finished in the top 10 at cyclocross results with a 290 FTP, well maybe this year we need to shoot for a goal of maybe 310, get you a little bit stronger, a little bit faster so that maybe this year you can shoot for a top five at cyclocross nationals. Because you have to know where you've been in order to know where you're going. And within that FTP chart, I've also created a column that tracks your watts per kilogram. So if you get a random text from me asking you for how much you weigh, that is why. It's probably because I'm updating your watts per kilogram in my FTP chart. And it is really good to keep a track of your threshold numbers. Um, because when you're comparing your, your past results to your current results, that's really helpful for you as an individual athlete, but it doesn't really help when you're talking about your FTP compared to other athletes. Because your FTP might be 250, 
at you know 100 pounds but somebody else might have a, an FTP of 350 but they weigh 150 pounds and so that's a that looks a lot different and that's where watts per kilogram comes in let me give you a little bit of an example so watts per kilogram is is basically how strong you are versus how how much you weigh and this plays a really big part in racing because while one rider let's say let's just call him the smaller rider and the bigger rider the smaller rider might only be putting out 250 watts and, and going 25 miles per hour but the bigger rider would maybe have to put out 300 plus watts to go 25 miles per hour so you see them they're both going 25 miles per hour but they're putting out different amounts of power because that's where your weight comes into play obviously gravity is is playing in all of this and the bigger you are the more gravity is against you and so you're gonna have to put out more watts there's also a pretty fun little chart that if you look it up you can look up your watts per kilogram um, and then you can kind of find out where you fall based on your FTP um, within you know very good excellent exceptional and world-class so they have all these kind of categories and the higher your FTP is the higher your ranking would be so maybe if you have let's look if your if your watts per kilogram is 4.98 for your FTP then that puts you in the cat one excellent category but if it's 6.4 which is the highest the chart goes that puts you in that world-class category and so it's, it's kind of fun to look at that and see where you fall based on this chart another thing that I've changed within training peaks are the ranges within each workout uh, I've had a couple athletes ask me about that um, in the past I had it set at a, at a specific watt and so if you were gonna do a a steady state interval I had it set at like exactly 290 watts which in the real world it's impossible to hold 290 watts exactly for a given amount of time so it's easier if I put these in a range meaning it's gonna your your average watts are gonna fall somewhere between this number and this number so let's say I give you a 3 by 10 minute steady state workout well, if your steady state interval is 95 to 100% of your threshold and your threshold is 300, that would make your steady state zone somewhere between 285 and 300. So instead of just doing a 290, I would give you this range of anywhere between 285 and 300. So it's your goal to make sure that at the end of each of those 10 minute intervals, your average watts for that interval falls somewhere between 285 and 300. With all of that being said, I have a couple tips to help you out with, with this change. So my first tip is to set up different screens on your Garmin or cycling computer so that during these intervals you can have all the right data displayed on that, on that screen. I've got my Garmin set up with these different data points you've got I've got my current power which is the biggest number on the screen and then I've got my lap time which is the second biggest number 
And then down at the bottom, I've got it set up with heart rate and average lap power. And surprisingly, the number that I'll find myself glancing at throughout throughout my intervals, so if I'm doing that 10 minute steady state interval, the number that I find myself glancing at a lot is my lap power. And what that means is that it's telling me my average watts for that specific lap that I'm doing. So that leads me into my next tip of use the lap button. So if you're not familiar with your Garmin or your Wahoo or whatever kind of computer you're using, there's a lap button on there that allows you to press that lap button and it will reset your lap time. And so the time setting that I have on my Garmin is set up with my current lap time. So what that means is every time I press that lap button, that current lap time is gonna go back to zero. That way, as soon as I start my 10 minute interval, it'll tell me that I've finished 10 minutes. Instead of trying to do the math of like, okay, I'm 20 minutes into my ride. If I do a 10 minute interval, I'm gonna end up finishing at 30 minutes. Instead of doing that, all you have to do is press that lap button and it resets the timer to start back at zero and then you just have to do your interval until it says 10 minutes, which is the length of the interval. And so going along with that, you've got your average lap power, which also resets at the beginning of that interval. And so your average will be, basically your, it will, be, it will sh straight up be the average for that 10 minute lap that you're doing. And so it's your goal to make sure that that average lap power ends up being somewhere in your steady state zone by the end of that 10 minutes. Another helpful tip here is specifically for those Zwifters out there. As you might have seen, I recently broke my hand at the Waterloo World Cup, and so that's kind of caused me to get a little bit more familiar with my Wahoo Kicker and with Zwift. And I've noticed that you can export your workouts from Training Peaks into your Zwift account, which is really, really cool because then it walks you through your workout step by step, tells you what watts to be holding and for how long, which is really kind of a cool, cool feature. But also, if you've got your trainer set up on erg mode, so what erg mode is, is basically it, it's going to force you to hold whatever watts that it's telling you to hold. Instead of you like shifting your gears, it's gonna change the resistance on your trainer so that it automatically forces you to hold the watts that you need to hold. And one of the things that I've noticed within Zwift when, you're, when you put in your workout is that it's gonna put your wattage right in the middle of your power zone. And so that might be a little bit hard. And I always tell everybody that when you're on the trainer, your power tends to be a little bit harder, usually about 10% harder. And so if it puts you right in the middle of your training zone, that's probably gonna be pretty intense. And so what I've noticed is that I've, I've, I've had to decrease my watts to the lower end of my power zones uh, so that I can sustain that effort while I'm on the trainer. And finally, the main reason that I've done all these changes is for consistency. Having just started this coaching company in 2018, earlier this year, I was still trying to figure out the best way to write workouts. And as I was doing that, I came across some subtle differences between workouts that were, you know, workouts here and there. 
And so I finally sat down and made sure that everything was super consistent and similar across the board. So I just wanted to say thank you for my athletes for bearing with me through that process and through that uh, change. And if you've got any questions ever regarding your training, your training plan, anything within training peaks, if you've got questions about any topic at all, I want to be the coach that's in your corner all the time. And so feel free to pick up the phone, shoot me an email, a text, so we can set up a phone call, whatever works for you. Uh, I want to be here for you through it all. This has been another Coach's Blog brought to you by Drew Dillman at Drew Dillman Coaching. And because I'm so grateful for my listeners and my viewers out there, I want to give you a gift. And this gift is in the form of a joke. Why were the lamb and goat such good friends? Because they had a very close relationship.